Hi, I'm Peter. And I'm Katya. Welcome to the This and That Chat. My microphone is correct. You sure? Yes, it's facing me. <laughs> like you told me to put it. <laughs> there you go. I got a joke for you. Okay. I, I know you love I know you love my dad jokes. Okay. Wow. So can I say something beforehand? Okay, Can go. I say something beforehand? Yes. Before we started, I said, let me start today. And you said, no. I, well, you said I was going to start with a dad joke. Okay. What I meant was I wanted to say my name first. And then you second. And I was going to say welcome to the this and that chat. That's what I meant. Okay. But you didn't understand that. You thought the intro bit. Right, mm-hmm. which blew my mind that you said I want to start with a dad joke because I was literally my first words to you were going to be, "Tell me your latest dad joke," <laughs> and we and you thought about it without me saying anything. What is that called? Telekinesis. Telekinesis. Isn't it kinesis? And what Tele- did I say? That's what I said. No, you said telekinesis. Oh, I'm just giving it a little flair. Kinesis. Mm. Kinesis? What did you say it is? Telekinesis. Kele- no, tel- that doesn't sound telekinesis. right at all. Telekinesis. Anyways, my dad joke. You ready? Um, In a minute. What are you going to do? Look it up so you can get the answer? No. No. I never do that. <laughs> Hold on. We're going to find out right now. What? The telekinesis? Telekinesis. Telekinesis. What did I say? Telekinesis. I think that's the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> and telekinesis. Nieces. You said nieces. Telekinesis. Okay. Telekinesis. Wait. Telekinesis. 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 <laughs> The more you say a word, you start stumbling over it. Yeah. Okay, go with your dad joke. Okay. Wait, can I? Can we warn people? Please don't judge me, people of she, she the podcast world. She doesn't laugh at anything. I don't because I don't get it. <laughs> Jokes go over my head always. Well, if I one, laugh at your joke, you scored big. Okay, you well, won one, the lottery. This one's not that bad. Okay. Okay. Which makes it worse for me, really. So a construction worker fell off of a 100-foot ladder, and he didn't die. How is that possible? Because he fell off of it, but he didn't fall all the way down. Maybe he fell a couple numbers down. He fell off of the last step. He fell off the last step. Oh, my goodness. Oh, the bottom step. Oh, like the, the bottom la- step. Yeah. Hey, I was kind of close. Mm. <laughs> it's horrible. Laugh at one of my jokes. <laughs> I really laugh. I've listen. I've listen. really, I have really like embraced embraced mm-hmm. the dad joke side of me, or the 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 dad. Yeah, being dad. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing the short shorts, though. Who does the short shorts? That's that. You've That's never not seen? a thing at all. Yeah. No. Yeah, you That do, was like you an 80s do... thing, I think. No, and no. it was bike shorts that men would wear. No, listen. It's it's the it's the biker shorts, the little biker. Yeah. Not like tight ones. Just no. like above the knee. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So above the knee shorts. With... Above the thigh. No. I've seen those short yes, shorts. Yes, I know those exist. I'm talk. I'm talking. I just <laughs> yawned like in the middle of me talking. <laughs> those are the best. Above, okay, above the knee shorts, mm-hmm. and then you have to have completely white shoes with white socks. What are you talking about? That's like the dad. Okay, so so there's there's the. Are you talking about a Sears catalog? 
Have you seen the Sears catalog? No, there's Does the like... Does Sears catalog even exist anymore? Sears doesn't exist anymore. I don't think so. I mean, I think there there might be one store open. No, like I the, think they went under. Yeah, they did. They did go under. So, okay. So, the typical, like the, the dad joke dad, right? It's w- completely white shoes, white socks. They can have stripes at the top. I... Yawning again, are we? Yeah, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> that one took tears out of my eyes. I yawned so hard. Oh, my gosh. Then you okay. know they say they're contagious. Yeah, this is going to be a, a yawn <laughs> of an episode. <laughs> <laughs> so white shoes, right? White Com- socks, stripes. Got it. Completely white shoes. Got it. No color. Then you've got. White socks, and they can have stripes at the top. Yes. Like two stripes, no three stripes because yes. it's already too much. Then your shorts are above your knee. Yeah. With a belt yeah. and a white polo, or not not a white polo, a, um, a polo shirt, right? And then you've got to have the dad glasses on, like the sunglasses, and you can do a hat. And that's okay, like, this that's is your, definitely a magazine stereotype. And mind you, another yawn. Here we go. Wow. Uh, I'm going to count them. There's three so far. That's three so far. Okay. Uh, um, Because I'm thinking of all the dads that I know. And I have never seen any of those dads dressed like that. So you are stuck in some sort of like advertisement from the, from the, maybe early 90s. What I'm saying is, no, that's the, that's the way that they make fun of them. Oh, the way they make fun of them. I mean, I don't know. I don't know that I agree with you on that. I have. <laughs> it's been years since I've seen something like that. This is number four. <laughs> Why am I yawning so much? <laughs> Look, I got no, one for it's you. No, it's catching. Okay, <laughs> let's you. not let's one not do you. this. But um, <laughs> but yeah. So so this week, um, my sister and brother-in-law came to visit from South Carolina, and. They had uh, my little baby niece with them, yes. which is just little olive. Little olive. She's so like I. There are no words. There really are no words. I feel like someone bottled a piece, like a, a part of sunshine, and that's what she is. Well, this was this was the first time I got to meet her. Yes, that's true. And she's gonna be a year old next week. No, next month. I mean, yeah. Well. It's the 27th still. So in a few Too weeks. much information. <laughs> what do you mean too much information? Uh, I don't know. I was. I just felt like I was giving too much information about her out there. But anyway, yes, her, her birthday's coming up, her first birthday. And it re- like uh, my sister asked me, you know, imagine if you had a baby right now. And I did for a second, you know, my mind explored all of those things. I've explored that many, many times, you know, because I think we mentioned this in one of the episodes before. A lot of our friends well, and people we know, right, are our age and either they're getting ready to start a family. Is this number seven for you? Like seven. I don't know what's going on. Wow. It's like one after another. I can't wow. control it. Um, I'm, I'm, this is a dad joke in itself. Like you are the joke today. I have tears coming out of my eyes from how like deep these yawns are. <laughs> and I slept good. It, yawning doesn't have to be because you're tired though. I don't know. Sometimes you have like a spirit you have to expel. It's <laughs> <laughs> a big one. Oh my goodness. It's bad. But anyway, back to my story. This can't, Listen, this it's can't like be, you're the distracted one okay, today. Okay, hold on. This can't be good for... For viewership? Well, there's no... Oh, it would, see? It would be good for viewership. Mm, no, I actually be, think you made a point right now. This would not be good for viewership. And, Hence, the universe has spoken. No, it would be hilarious. no recording. I would be laughing at it. I'd be like, look at this fool here trying to do a YouTube live. And he's like yawning his face off. While he's talking about, and you know, I mean, now see, you're causing me to deviate, and I was very focused, but I was going to say that in many, um, I think people hold different opinions about what a yawn in the middle of a conversation means. Okay. Some people, I think, 
can give it to you and say, oh, you're probably tired. Okay. Because normally people only yawn mm-hmm. when they're tired, right? Even though I've yawned. What at is a yawn? Times. What is the. Do you know what it is? Yeah, the I medical. just said it's expelling of a spirit. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the medical. Listen. What is a yawn? Oh my gosh. Who is the roadrunner today? Me. A yawn is an involuntary reflex where the mouth is opened wide <laughs> and the lungs <laughs> take in a lot of air. You are not reading this for real. I'm dead serious. Okay. It says, the air is then ex- exhaled slowly. During this time, the eardrums stretch and the eyes... <laughs> hold on, hold on. Live a- and the eyes may also close tight, causing them to water. So your eardrums are stretching. That's what I'm going to say from now on. No more yawning. Nope. My eardrums are stretching. <laughs> okay. Again, I'm going on another little trail over here. Nikki, a while back in her science class, people, folks, it's happening again, um, told me that there is a little ear in the cochlea. Okay. That's like the shell-shaped part inside your inner ear. Right. She said that most people only have one hair inside the cochlea, right? Some people may have two, but that's very rare. And she said that any time that you hear the high-pitched sound that nobody else can hear, but you hear it, or it sounds like your hearing kind of gets like dimmed in one ear. You, you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Okay, she said that that's because your hair is vibrating. Ever since she told me that, when that happens to me and I'm around her, I'll be like, oh, my hair's vibrating. <laughs> and she rolls her eyes at me. She's like, mom, you've overused it too much. But I just think it's so hilarious. So now the eardrums are stretching. That's what you're doing. But okay. so some people can take it as an offensive thing that you are yawning in the middle of their conversation because then that means they must be boring you. Okay. So... How do you feel when you see someone yawn? Because I feel like if I see multiple yawns from a person while while I'm speaking to them, I kind of become very aware that they're very tired and they're probably not listening to me. Well, I for me, a yawn is scary sometimes because I I can yawn. <laughs> There's one for you. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about yawning makes the person yawn. I wonder how many of our listeners many, are yawning. How many of our <laughs> listeners are yawning? <laughs> and some of them are driving to work. Yeah. Um, it's a terrible way to start your day. What was I saying? You said it's scary for you. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, like, there's times when I've yawned so hard, like, like a deep, deep yawn mm-hmm. where I, like, I hurt my jaw. You should be careful with like that. Like, it hurts. Like, okay. I'm going to, like, dislocate my face. Okay. <laughs> Good Lord. Literally, I don't even know why you put it out like that. Okay. But there, there's a mutual person that we both know who told a story about he was at a function with his wife. Okay. And he had a really big yawn. And all of a sudden, he heard a pop. And his mouth didn't close anymore. And his jaw became unhinged. And he just had like hanging jaw. Right? And he had to be taken by the security of wherever they were at. To transport him to the hospital because he couldn't close his mouth. So he said that he like passed people on his way to the elevator. He was just drooling out the side of his mouth. He couldn't speak. He's trying to tell his wife like, you know, I'm going to the hospital, you know. (laughs) All I can think about is the mummy. You can't. Yeah, you can't even do that. No, you can't. can't. You're just. (laughs) Yes. Okay. That's scary. Yeah. And he said it was very painful. And once it happens, you are at a risk of it happening again. So anyway, how do you feel when people yawn while they're talking, while you're talking to them? I just join them. 
I, I'm serious. I, I, yawns are so contagious for me. Yeah. I see someone yawn and I'm going to yawn. Well, I just in one time only, it happened to me that I did a yawn, right? And it was right about that afternoon, like time when you're, when you know you either need to grab coffee or you need a little nap, just like a little down. What is it called? Like you, you've, you've like lost energy somewhere in the afternoon, mm-hmm. right? Um, there's a, there's a term for that. Actually, they use it in the office, not the show, but just around the office. But anyway, it was around that time I did a small stifled yawn. Okay. And the person that I was talking to was like, what am I boring you? And I laughed like, ha very funny. No laughter at all on their side. And I was like, oh, a good Yikes. response would have been like, yeah, you're really boring. <laughs> but you can't say those things. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even remember what we were talking about. But so all of your dad joke got completely ruined by all of this yawning. Yes, it did. It but, w- oh, it, no, we were talking wait, about my sister. Hold on. Having a baby. How, how did it get ruined by no, no, my no, no, yawn? No, no. It was my bad. It my got, bad. It got ruined by your non laughter. Listen, I listen. Even if it wasn't a dad joke, it's, can, I find it hard to laugh at stuff like that. Because can we? Share? I find a lot of holes in what you're saying, or I just have a lot of questions. It doesn't make sense. Whoa, that's the sign. People just heard that live on the chat. That's what happened that day. Yes, when we were buying our cups. Oops. <laughs> I what? what I do okay just to defend my dad jokes because it's no un- I like that you have dad jokes yeah, and the kids like my dad jokes yes that's Nikki, the amazing Nikki part laughs, Nikki laughs at my dad jokes yes and so does Michael yes so yes but you know what I think it's endearing because did we talk about this or not that my dad well, I think we talked about this on the Father's Day episode that my dad you know he's gonna tell a joke. When he's like, um, so have you heard about the moment he says, have you heard about? I know it's a joke coming. Well, I even got you to send one because you sent one to the group the other day. Yeah, but that wasn't my joke. It doesn't matter. You still put it out there. Yeah, but that's moms don't have jokes. Okay, well, I'm going to say it as my dad joke then. Oh, dear. (laughs) (laughs) What What do you call it when Batman skips church? What? It's a, a Christian bail. <laughs> and I'm, I listen, it was a good one. It was a good it one. It was a good one, but I took it from somewhere. It doesn't matter. So. You think I'm making up my dad jokes? Actually, I did. No. I would totally understand if you were making these things up. No, I, I, I search for them and I look for okay. good ones. Well disclaimer my dad makes up his dad jokes yes i know those aren't those are pappy jokes those are pappy jokes and he is he is one of a kind to come up with stuff he comes up with stuff and you are left pondering how his mind works but then i realize i am like that too so you know what it was so wonderful today to have a conversation with someone who was talking the same way that i do jumping from subject to subject and then they apologized to me because there was no context for what the, the other thing that they talked about. And I was like, what? It, was, it perfectly made sense to me because my brain was moving that way, too. That's wonderful when you talk to somebody like that. Or like when A my sister came over. Kindled spirits. Yes. Kindred spirits. Kindred. Isn't it kindled? Did you say kindled? Is it as kindred? In, as in fire? And know. wood? I don't know. Kindred. Kindred spirits. Yes. Okay, so going back to your sister and Olive. Okay, so she said, if... Wait, but I was saying something about her. I wish you would have been here when she was here for dinner because she had a mountain of napkins next to her. I saw the mountain. And I looked at it and you thought it was me. I thought it was you. You thought it was me and I looked over and I was like, oh, my soulmate. She was like, you too? So wonderful. I love when I'm not alone and stuff. You're, so That's another nickname you have. We didn't talk about we that. We talked about that already. Not the napkin thief. Didn't we do that already? No. 
Did we talk about headstones? Kept me at, yeah. No. We didn't? No. We haven't talked about death yet? <laughs> <laughs> this she finds funny. <laughs> like, I'm over here giving quality dad jokes. And she finds the word, we didn't talk about death yet, hilarious. No, you want to know what it is that I find hilarious? What? Is that I talk to you sometimes, straight-faced, and you are just following along with me. And then I drop it on you. And you're like, what? No. And then it's like you get it. I love the fact that you go along these journeys with me and you I never know to. if it's going to be a surprise but, or if it's serious. But I, I spoke about this in previous in a previous episode where I have to allow you to go through whatever it is you're saying because maybe somewhere down in that line, I'll figure it out. If not, it just becomes a yes, dear. And that's I just I go on with my life. If w- anything, wondering. I think I'm keeping your brain young. No, you're making me older. No, think about it. Your brain has to be sharp, following, analyzing. Where is she going with this? What does she mean? My brain is going to quit on me saying, what are you putting me through? (laughs) I quit. (laughs) (laughs) I quit. Oh, my goodness. So, she said, imagine you had a baby right now. And I thought, wow, you know, because both of us, we said, you know, we're in our 40th birthday this year. And... A lot of a lot of the people we know are starting families right now. For us, that sounds like wow, you know, baby now. But it's because we've already done that, you know. And for other people, they're just getting ready to get started, right? For them, they don't. They're not thinking it's like they're old or it's late in life. That's not at all because they've been living their life. You know, it's it's the next it's the next big thing for them right there that they are not seeing it through those lens but for us it's like i told her wow you know so i was sitting on the floor with olive she's like crawling on top of me playing dancing and i'm just i just get to like snuggle her and kiss her and chase her around the couch and you know whatever she wants here i'm to give it to her right And I was thinking, no, this is like what I feel our next big thing is. For some people, their next big thing is, yeah, we're going to be parents, right? But for me, I feel like our next big thing is we're going to be grandparents whenever that happens. That's like the next big thing that's coming up for us involving kids. Right now, I could not possibly see myself starting over. You know, because we did the time already. Mm -hmm. We've done the time. And it's not like you ever stop being a parent. Because if anything, I feel like parenting is different. It's definitely different now. But in some ways, I feel like you're more worried and more. It's a different level. Yeah, it's just. uh, Yeah, I don't. You worry. You worry about your kids, but. About but different, on a different things. About different things, yeah. yeah I, was th- I was talking to a friend um, this morning, and he was telling me about, because um, his daughter lives, um, like, far away. It's like a four-hour like four airplane ride mm-hmm. um, to where, you know, between the two of them. So it's, it's a, a long distance. And, you know, he was, he was talking to me about how he's... A four-hour plane, plane ride. ride. We have a wow. four-hour drive. Drive to our from, son. From our son. Right. And this is a four-hour plane ride. Oh, okay. So there's a, like, there's just a level of, of worry that's there um, because, hey, something happens. It's not just get in the car and drive because we can, if we wanted to, we can be, you know, we can be where my son is at or where, where Mike is at. We can be there in three and a half hours. Like, if we book it, right? He um, meant our son, just as an FYI. <laughs> I just... I, know, I heard I my it. son, and I, I got super possessive. I know. Well, okay, okay, hold on. I'm going to deviate just a little bit and come right back. Okay. Okay, so the... Is it deviating fun? Yes. It's a rabbit trail episode. Yes. <laughs> okay, so the other day, we were talking about um, when the hookups. So, in the episode of the hookups, because mm-hmm. I... Um, I always try and go back and listen to the episodes, mm-hmm. um, 
just so that to learn from them and kind of see you know where we maybe didn't go back and just just so that yeah, what the we episodes or the way episodes can get better and better right mm-hmm. so um i i for some reason i wanted to go back and listen to that one so i listened to it and in that conversation that we had that i didn't catch it until i heard it this last time this this week that just passed we talked about um like our money as if our money was like separate like if you had your own bank account and i had my own bank account and you really? had really yeah so um when we okay so when we were at red lobster yeah right i was like thank god that you had that kept me ahead money on her credit card to be able to pay for it because i told her that i didn't have that money in my bank account oh so i was like but you and i know but other people don't right so i was listening to that and i was like i was like people are gonna think that we have well but that's not unusual it's not unusual it's a a choice that every couple i know but for me i was like you know (laughs) you wanted to clarify the record whatever (laughs) anyways but you just said that and so, yes, our son, Mike, <laughs> is only four hours away. Our bank account. Yeah. Anyways. So. Um, yeah. But different he was, level he of was concern. saying that, you know, you know, it's, I think it's her second year of college. Second or she's starting her third year of college or something like that. I would like say that. she's starting her third year because she went up there before the pandemic. Right. So and she was up there in 2019. Yeah. So. So he's saying that, you know, there's there's a different level of worry because you never stop being a parent, you know? And even though she's that far away, there's still that desire to be dad. Yeah. You know? So. Yeah. And it's one of those things where, um, you know, I, I'm just thinking about it's, you know, and I say worry and I feel like worry is a strong word. But, you know, because to me, when I think of worry, I think of someone who's like, pacing nervously watching the phone wringing their hands that's what i picture when i think worried Mm -hmm. right stressing over something that's not what it is at all there's just you're and again like i i don't know if a dad's mind works the same way than a mother's mind but like i feel like i because they were home so many years right there were so many things that i put placed it upon myself we'll say right to make sure that whatever they needed done, I would help them get it done, right? Mm-hmm. And let me explain that because it's not like I was doing things for them. But for example, if I knew that Mike had to renew his tag for his car, right? It's like I have an internal clock in me that is telling me, um, remind him that that time's coming up, Right. Even though it's not my tag to renew, I would be on top of stuff like that. You know, hey, don't forget that. Mike used to tell me a lot when he was here if I could wake him up for work. Right. And I knew that this was going to be bad for me to help him with that because when he moved away, who was going to wake him up? But I couldn't help it. You know, he would ask me, you know, please, like, make sure I'm up by this time so I can eat dinner and take a shower or whatever. Right. And I always like clockwork. You told me five o'clock. I'm here at five o'clock, you know, to do stuff like that. And Mm -hmm. so it was when he was moving away, it was those things about like, who's going to ask him, did you eat today? You know, uh, how are you feeling? Like that care factor for him. I don't know. So it's different things that I feel like a mom thinks about the more nurturing things. I think a mom is worrying about. And you're thinking about other things like financials. There's, there's like grown-up stuff he has to worry about. Before, he was just worried about where did he misplace his toy, you know. But I do think, I do feel very comfortable in how you and I raise them to be self-sufficient and capable and independent. I feel very comfortable with the method we chose to do that, you know, and like every parent has has to do whatever they feel is best for their family and their children. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that is going to be influenced maybe with how you were raised or things that you felt you were lacking when you were raised, whatever it is, but your own 
upbringing is going to influence how you choose to bring up your own kids, you know. And so throughout our 21 years of raising kids, right, we have come across many people who have very opposing ideas to how to do things, right? Um, Some people have been very intrigued with how we've done things. And by no means do I feel like our method right. it's, was it's the, not the only or the or the or this is it this is the this is the one you know this is the right one no it, this is just what worked for us and for our kids and i feel i feel like it was a service to them what we did you know so the biggest thing i feel was that from when they were very very young we um had them learn about responsibility, privilege and responsibility. Like when you're teaching your kids words, because apparently our family loves words, right? (laughs) Two big words we taught them from the get go was privilege and responsibility and how they, they are together. You know, you cannot have privilege and then not be responsible with the privilege you've been given. And you cannot get to a place of a privilege without, having responsibility beforehand, you know, so as soon as they were able to understand, pick up your toys, I know it took a lot longer for toys to get picked up. But if you made the mess, you pick it up, right? And we had little toddlers picking up the toys with mom there, you know, helping, but it's like you're helping me to do it as well, you know, and so um well I, it made it made a big difference in I mean even for us once they got a little bit bigger because we we weren't the ones that were doing everything chasing everything we weren't like the frustration wasn't in oh my goodness like we just finished working a whole long day now we got to come home and do all this and clean stuff up. right you know like there was there was more of a um organized chaos mm-hmm. in, yeah. in in the house um but and was, again i feel like it was longer it took long it took a longer amount of time for us to be able to accomplish these things um in the moment i'm saying in the moment right because when you have a kid who's easily distracted in five minutes i'm already i was picking like i remember mike would be picking up his room right because of all the toys that he threw on the floor he's picking up the toys and next time i come up there he's playing with his toys right right (laughs) and it was fine like that that's another thing like you and i had a very laid back parenting style where you know i and you know there there was i always was about like what battles do i actually want to exert energy on and them having a perfectly organized fixed room all the time was not one of those battles for me. For some parents, that's a really big deal. And like I again, like I said, it it depends on your family. It depends on what battle you want to fight, you know? It also helped a lot the fact that um that you were home. Yes. So that's another that, that's, that's another a, that's issue. a huge that's a huge factor yes. in being able to allow it to take a little bit longer mm-hmm. because and you to because spend you the time home. with that right right, right. so you yeah, know because I, I mean if it's two parents that are working they're right. out all day long yeah. and they get home like you're gonna say pick up your room and you want it done in like 20 minutes like i don't even want to come back and say anything right. else to you because i'm just exhausted right right but you know you could say pick up your room at nine o'clock in the morning and it'd be two o'clock in the afternoon and it's still a process. Right. And so, you know, like for the kids, when it was time to clean up their room, you know, it was like I was never really big on making your bed or anything. That was not my big thing. Right. But uh, they they had their 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 toys in crates. OK. And to me, it's like play with what you're going to play. But sometimes they would dump the crate over on the floor and it's everything. And sometimes I would walk by their room and it was like, 
wow, this is excessive. Mm -hmm. You're definitely not going to play with all of this. But it's fine because you know when you're done. You got to pick it up. When you're ready to switch over now and you want to go outside or you want to watch a movie, you've got to do this. And you don't have 20 minutes to do it. You can take all day to do it if you want to. It's fine, you know, as long as it gets done. And so, you know, I think that that was really important for them to own the responsibility of I made this mess. I have to clean it up, you know. And sometimes things were not done the way I would have done them, you know. But to me, it was just important that they gave it their best, you know. And, and, And that's what I feel like. I stressed when I was at home with them a lot was, are you satisfied with the work that you have done? Do you feel that this was the best job that you could do? And a lot of times it was like, no, I could have done this. But then do that. Do what you know is the best job that you can do. Always be proud of the job that you did. Even if you end up failing or doing it wrong at least you know you put in that effort you know and that tra- that's translated into huge even their work like yes. their, their jobs because they've come, always they, been outstanding employees well they come back and they're just like do you know the idiots that i work with because <laughs> they they don't know how to do some of this basic you know some of these basic elements of survival you know well, do you remember that any time that there were mistakes that happened or um things went wrong do you remember that we used to say life lesson number 37 Mm -hmm. and we just would randomly give numbers to what just happened right now and take that moment instead of scolding or you know you did it wrong it's let's take a minute and let's learn because this is going to happen again later down the road you know i still use that that philosophy today Really? Even with my even with my guys. So I, I have I have one of my guys who's a younger Is he the youngest? The youngest. Okay. And um so And youngest meaning what? He's in twenty two. His... Okay. So um oh, he's... he's like Mike's age. Well, I mean he... Mike's gonna be twenty one. Yeah. I'm saying like he's so he's young he's... enough to be your son. Right. <laughs> and um so he um you know, he, he never had done landscaping before. He'd never worked in a landscaping company. He's, it's all brand new. Mm-hmm. So, I'm, you know, we're teaching him, you know, I'm using the guys and stuff like to teach him all the different things that we do um, little by little. And he's getting better and better and better. And I constantly have to remind him, you can mess up. Grass grows back, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, if you, if you mess it up. You know, it'll grow back. And um, two weeks ago, like a week and a half, two weeks ago, we were um, at a at one of the communities and I had told him, hey, go up to the signs on the sides and I need you to pull the weeds from the flowers that are up there. He thought I told him to go up there and pull all the flowers and he completely <gasps> cleared both sides <gasps> of the flower beds. No. Like... To dirt. <gasps> no. Okay. And when I come back, I'm, I oh. finished cutting on one side on my machine. And when I come back, <gasps> I just about fell off of my machine. Oh my god. And I go up to him and I'm like, "What are you doing? What? 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 Did And I'm like, "I said weed the beds, not." <laughs> and he's like. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. He's like, I wasn't 100% sure, but yesterday at the association that we were at, we pulled out all the flowers and I thought oh, you were telling no. me to do the same thing. Oh, and no. I'm like, no. <laughs> He's like, I can plant them all back in. And I'm like, no, you can't. <laughs> that's, that's it. They're They're done. And he was like, I don't know what to do. I'm so sorry. And I told him, I'm like, okay, give me a minute. I need to, I need to collect my thoughts and come back and figure out what we're going to do. So I, I left and I, I went, I cut another section that I was doing to finish up and I came back and 
I just went up to him and I was like, hey, listen, it happened. Life less than 58. Okay. I was like, <laughs> I, I've, I've told you this a million times before. It's okay. Mistakes happen. You can, you know, you can, you can do something wrong and we'll fix it. And he's like, you can just take it out of my pay. And I was like, no, that's not necessary. We'll, we'll figure it out. And at the end, it worked out because we just sped up the time <laughs> to when we needed to change out the flowers um, for the next season. But, um, but yeah, like. But the life lesson for him was what? The life lesson for him was, hey, if you're not 100% sure, mm-hmm. ask the question. And, and yep. we went through that. You know, yep. I told him, I'm like, if you understood one thing, but you'd look at it and you're like, because he, he told me, he's like. I was like, why is he having me pull these flowers? They're still good. The ones that we pulled the day before mm-hmm. were, they were bad. They were, they bad. were, they were all stemmy and mm-hmm. like they were just not, not something that was going to stay. And he was like, he was pulling them and he said, he's like, I don't know why I'm doing this. Like he knew <laughs> that there was something that wasn't right with it. Right. Wow. But he was following instructions or what he thought were right, the instructions. Right. So I was able to just kind of walk him through that and let him know, hey. No big deal. Okay. We'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah. And, you know, and, and it worked out. At the end, it worked out okay. Um, but, we, like, we allowed, you know, we allowed our kids to, to well, what are what are What are our yeah, three the, the stables? Three, go. Make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Take uh, chances. Take chances and get uh, messy. Get messy. I always, I always say make a mess. It's get, <laughs> it's get messy. <laughs> and those are the three stables that we have had even on a little sign on our wall, mm-hmm. you know, permanently. Um, because we wanted them to know that failure is always an option because it's the only way that you learn. Mm-hmm. You've got to fail, you know. The problem is. Don't fail on purpose. Yeah, the problem is when you fail. And then you go back and do the exact same thing to fail yes. again. Yeah. Like it's, you, you, you got to learn from it and right, make the adjustment, but take that chance, you know? And so that was, um, you know, as the kids got older, we talked to them about, okay, um, you use this bathroom because they shared a bathroom, both of them, right? You use this bathroom. So you and your sister are going to, switch off on days where you clean the bathroom okay and that's going to be your chore that you need to complete on that day and why perfectly simple because you use it as well you should be responsible for the mess in here as well you Mm -hmm. know and then eventually that that went into dishes and it went into other things taking turns for that right and so i i remember that one day Mike came home and he said, "Um, Mom, do you know that all of my other friends, when I told them about chores, they do chores too, but their parents pay them. (laughs) How come I don't get paid? And I was like, because you're part of the family. We're all part of this family. Your answer was very different from mine. (laughs) Well, you know, I was always the one to have like long, deep conversations with them about stuff. Yeah. My answer was like, <laughs> you like your room? You like the food that you eat? Do you of like course. the fact That's that like you have AC running? Answer. Yeah. No, but it was, you know, I wanted to help them see like, look, we are all part of this family and it's a collaborative effort. We all have a special role to play in the family. And this is what you can contribute with, right? Is there anything that you are lacking or that you are in need of that we have not provided for you? You know? Well, I want, you know, maybe I want to buy myself Pokemon cards or something. Okay, that's, that is fair. That's another thing that we did was that we allowed our kids to disagree with us. And I remember that there was a conversation that happened like this in front of family in which a family member um, said, hey, oh, yeah. why, 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 why do you allow them to talk back to you? And I was like, that's not talking back. He, he disagreed with what we're saying. And you know what? Parents make mistakes, mm-hmm. right? So even though we think we've got all, it all thought out, sometimes it helps to see it from the kid's perspective. And you don't 
as long as we we always told them you're allowed to disagree with us and you're allowed to ask questions as long as you are not disrespectful you know and it was like but wait why this or i don't understand why we have to do it like that you know um and it was like okay tell me like tell me what you're seeing and let's see what we work out so and they were allowed to disagree yeah it didn't mean that it was going to change the outcome of what we had already put in place right right it right. gave it gave us a chance to walk through it with them right and sometimes and they it sometimes was, they were like okay oh, i understand right right and sometimes they were like you suck and i think <laughs> that uh, i think that we forget that even though they're just kids they are intelligent they are picking up from what they see uh, of the adults around them they have their own thoughts as well on stuff Mm -hmm. you know just because they haven't lived as long as we have or because you don't understand well that's the thing is we were also them at one point right look at look at it now even um like even this morning we uh we, we, we spoke to to mike for a little while and he was like there are things that he starts talking to us about that um you know like he's made decisions but there's a process in his decision right and i think that that and a lot of that comes out of the fact that we allowed for him to disagree with what we were saying was the decision that we were making so now he's the one he's playing both sides he's playing both the parent and the child and he's having these internal dialogues within himself but you know what to make i a think that that's smart because instead of you being hasty or reckless in a decision mm-hmm. you're ha- you're taking the time to consider options um impact consequences like all of these things which a lot of times we make very fast decisions because it's on a whim we want it and you're not thinking about the implications that mm-hmm. come with it, which I think you're right, having those conversations. But, you know, when he brought up, well, you know, sometimes I want to buy myself Pokemon cards, and then that's another thing. It's not like we would just go out and it's like, oh, I want this, and we would buy it for mm-hmm. them. That's not how it worked either. So he brought up a good point. He didn't have money to spend on stuff that he wanted to spend. Okay, I hear you. I'm going to create extra jobs. These are not chores. These are extra jobs for a set amount of money. If you and your sister want some money, these are extra jobs that you can tell me, I would like to do this. And it was jobs like we had... um, Scrub the toilet with your toothbrush. No, <laughs> <laughs> no but like um, the, uh, the sliding glass door, right? Mm-hmm. It was like clean the sliding glass door, right? And that was a job. Because they, they had to climb on chairs. They weren't even tall enough to reach it, right? And it was like f- front and, 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 and out, right? $5. I thought that was fair. $5 to clean that, right? I was wondering where all my money went. Stop it. Listen. Or From my find bank all of the <laughs> Find all of the Tupperware tops and like put them all on and fix the Tupperware drawer. Those were extra things that would have been my things to do that I was giving them little bits here and there, right? Um, and so, and then it was about, okay, this is your money, but if there are no, I, sometimes I don't have extra jobs to give you. Right. So it's when the extra jobs are available and you you get that and then you spend your money as you see fit because you want to buy a drink or you want to buy a candy or you want to buy a toy. If it's out, it's out, you know. <laughs> well, and I and I'm grateful that we did that because now our kids, they man, they they count every penny. They do. And they make sure that it is not going to affect other things before they spend it which is so amazing it's so um, it's so amazing to see that you know um and you know there's a lot of um there's there's a, a lot of parents along the way that we've had conversations with that disagree with kids doing chores right um because well you're the parent you're supposed to be you're supposed to be providing for them or you're supposed to be doing these things for them. And again, I say, listen, I don't tell other people how to raise their kids. I don't tell them how to do things. 
you've got to do what you feel. Same as I asked the kids, is that the best that you feel like you could do? Is that what you feel comfortable with, with your children? Then do it and live happy, you know? And for me, I feel like when I knew that Mike was going to live on his own, I had zero concern about the fact that that boy can clean the house up to a mother-in-law's standards, okay? That he can cook for himself, that he is self-sufficient. Like, And then I, I feel like I'm only talking about me, but like you taught him how to change his tires, how to check stuff in his car that's not functioning yeah just like it's the 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 like the basics to be able to survive and um and like there are things that we missed because we we, there's no way to get it all right you know we're not gonna we're not perfect um far from it but because we took so much time in teaching them to do some of this other stuff, this basic stuff, what's the, what is it that our kids do the moment that they are stuck with something and they need help? They pick up the phone and they're like, Hey dad, or Hey mom, how do you do this? Cause I'm not sure how to do it. They trust the fact that we are going to take the time to teach them to do something that is, Mm -hmm. that is needed. And that's, that right there is huge. A big one, a big one for me is how we taught them to get a job. Oh, yeah. That's a huge one for me because you, especially more than I, can talk about how many times parents showed up at your mm-hmm. place of work or called. Can you give my child a job? It was nonstop. You know? And even now, now with the business, I've had people call me up and be like, hey, my kid's not working. I, those are the words. My kid is not working do you have anything for him to go work? Uh, uh, I'll check. But honestly, that's the one that's going to come to work. He's not going to want to be there. He's well, not because gonna... he doesn't want to be working to begin exactly. with. That's the thing, you know. And it's like I will debone my children's chicken any day because they don't want to eat it with bone. And that's not Mike. That's only Nikki. Okay. To set the record straight. I will my, debone her chicken head. even though she has two capable hands to do it. I like to do it for her. Okay, but get a job. I'm not going to go and get a job for you. That's another thing. Right. We don't we don't when they were uh, when like when Mike was living here. Right. It wasn't like you have to pay rent or you have to pay for your stuff now that you work or anything like that. It was you're responsible for your car, a privilege. Driving is a privilege. And that is your car. You're responsible for the gas, for the maintenance for and, the insurance and for the insurance for the tag. Okay? These are Every, the things that you're all, responsible everything for. Everything that you are, right. that you need to do to make sure that that vehicle is because operatable. If you don't, if you don't want a car, you don't have to. We're not saying you have to have a car. Okay, you can ride your bike, but you cannot count on mom and dad being the ones who are chauffeuring you mm-hmm. all over town because that's not responsible. If you need to get somewhere, you need to get yourself your means to do that. You know, and so yeah. At first, I think it was a shocker uh, in terms of costs. Like, I have to have a job that makes this much money. So as much as I want to be home playing video games and doing nothing and watching TV, that's not how real life works. This is just a small preparation of what's coming when you leave the nest, you know, so to speak. And teaching them to go get a job was you need to go out there and hustle you don't just call and wait to be called back you pester these people you show you say when can i come in for an interview right exactly because that's what stands out for people Mm -hmm. for 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 managers and then when you get the job and you're working they're going to see that same that that same enthusiasm because that's the type of person that you are right and that's you know that's something that that I and, can, I can, I can like, put again, my arm on the table. Our daughter's turning 19. Our son is turning 21. And it shocks me that at both jobs that they have had, they have been asked to move into management positions at their age. 
that shocks me, not because I, I don't think that they're capable of that. I know that the employers are seeing what excellent employees they have in them. But it's the fact that it is there no one else? I, is there no one else? Where's that from? Is there no one else? Oh, uh, Gladiator. Ooh, so close. Dang. Hold on. What's close to Gladiator? Oh, uh, 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 um, uh, Troy. Yes. <laughs> I had to go through it all. <laughs> but when when I was a manager working in, in retail stores, I, I would hire people that were older than I was into part-time positions. And when you look at their resume, that's all they've done their entire life. They're still living at home with mom and dad because they, they just don't have... A level of that responsibility and i'm glad that we made that a priority and why it's not because it's a bad thing for you to live with mom and dad because i know my sister no, lived with mom okay. and dad for a long long time it's I'm okay into her 30s. if you have if you're doing it with it. like if michael's living at home doing school and with a plan you know right it's that's not the thing it's the fact that mom and dad are not always going to be around and there has to be, like, every person, I think, owes it to society to be a contributing member mm. of society. If everybody was just incapable, irresponsible, like, what kind of world are you living in then, you know? So I think that it's a disservice to your children if you, if, if I feel like it's almost a sort of a handicap. If you don't do, if you don't teach them anything while they're growing up of responsibility or you know um basic life lessons like you did right because then when the when the world comes calling this child who has fully been dependent on you right doesn't know how the, to deal with the world well the, they'll fail without and without an without an option of recovery right right because they don't know so i think it's it's really it's really kind really to to take the time to instill some of these things in your kids you know and it's and like i said i mean i know that there is different factors and i think that for 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 working parents like if you if you have both parents working i mean it will be at a different level but there are still going to be opportunities that will arise where you have an opportunity to just take an extra minute to teach them that life lesson mm-hmm. you know or something there's there's always a way for you to instill that in them. And I think, I don't know, one of the things I feel like, of the many things that we've learned from being parents, is just uh, listening to your kids is huge. Mm-hmm. They have a lot to say and um, their feelings how and many their times, ideas are... How many are times have we changed our position? Absolutely. Because of... The conversations Absolutely. that we've had with our kids. Absolutely. So I, I definitely am huge at encouraging parents to have conversations with their kids and to listen. Mom and dad are not the final authority, if you're honest, you know, because, yeah, while while the decision really it's it rests on you as the parent, but it's not like you are the final word. Does that make sense? Like. Mm-hmm. There's always room to you to can, negotiate. You can negotiate, yeah. Right, and not 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 to, to be a it. tyrant, you know. So, and sometimes, sometimes you do have to put your flag down and say we are not budging from this. There are we used to call those. Oh, um, un non non non. Hold on. Oh my goodness. I helped you big I time. I know. I know. I know. Um. And. What? E. G. No, non-negotiables. <laughs> Goodness gracious. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yes, non-negotiables. non-negotiables. And those were always very clearly but stated. But they were, they were clear from the beginning. From the beginning. From the beginning. And we still allowed them to... Question argue, us about to it. To question those points. Yeah, and try to change our mind. Well, one last thing before we go. But... One of those things, for example, was um, video games, right? This was really huge when the kids were growing up. They were literally born as technology boomed. 
they they were there to see it. Our kids still remember VHS cassette players, Walkmans, like they were the last of their kind, mm -hmm. right? And for us, it was really important. Like, of course, that's the, that was great for me to have some quiet time while they were watching TV or playing video games. But I also didn't want it to be like their babysitter, right? So we had this thing called animate yourself time. So you had to, in order for you to get game time because that's the big one right you had to do something that was non-electronic for a certain amount of time so if you play legos for an hour you earn a half an hour of video game time if you play outside this is how you earn time, right? So what did they do? They were only thinking about how long I want to play video games. I want to play for three hours video games. Mm -hmm. So how much time do I have to play outside or draw and color and do other things, right? By the time that they would accumulate all their time, it's almost dinner time and bedtime. Maybe they would get to play an hour or two at most. Mm -hmm. And hey, if you filled up your clock... And you got your three hours. I pay out, okay? But that was so. But huge I remember there were them. times that they would be like, "All right, I'm gonna play," and like, "I've got three hours," and like 45 minutes into, like, "All right, I'm done." Yes, you know, <laughs> for whatever reason, you know. But um, there was a video game that's called Five Nights at Freddy's that we knew was horror genre. We weren't really sure what it was about, right? And it was like we read up on a, a little bit of it. I didn't really like the fact that it was horror. Mike was about 12? No, he wasn't 12 yet. Was he? T no. Yeah, he, he, wasn't, he was around 12. I feel like he, yeah, right? Mm -hmm. He had just turned. Um, and It was right after the game came out, right? Yeah, I think so. I, I don't know. I may be wrong. So between 10 and 12, right? And he said, please, 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 can I play Five Nights at Freddy's? Other friends of his were playing Five Nights at Freddy's. And I was like, no, no, no. It's horror. I don't like horror. We don't watch horror movies in this house. You know, I, I don't like it. And he was like, please, Two please, please. 2014. He was 14 years old. Wow. Yikes. That Ouch. just shows you how little I well, saw him that, in my mind. So he wasn't. He was 13. Okay. When it came out, he was 13. I think it's the same time he got his BB gun. Mm -hmm. um, and so, please, please, please. You right? can't play a video game, but here's a gun. <laughs> Which he never got to shoot. Yes, we did. No. Remember? Because we didn't have anywhere to take him. No, we didn't. We didn't. At Paul and Kara's house only when okay. whenever he would go. But, but anyway, so so anyway, um, he would have loved we, that here. We wanted to put our foot down on that. Yes, but I'm talking about when he first got it. Yes, it doesn't matter if it's years later. We wanted to put our foot down, and he said, "Please, I feel like your argument is just because I said so." Oof, and he was like, "Wow, okay." nice one it is i don't have a good argument i don't like horror video games so you and i discussed it we said hold on you know we're, we'll be back we're gonna go talk and we came back and we told him create a presentation for us and convince us why we should let you play five nights at freddy's oh my god i think that that boy locked himself up in his room okay for the whole day while he created a video PowerPoint pretty much of why we should let him play Five Nights at Freddy's complete with recordings of himself with his stuffed animals pretending to be at Five Nights at Freddy's. All the reasons, all of our fears and concerns, why, you know, like he was addressing each and every one of them at the end of that presentation. We told him, good job, you have permission to play Five Nights at Freddy's. We couldn't argue with him. He did a compelling argument, you know, and I think that it's, it was good. I, I, I don't know. I just feel like it's, it was good for, for them to even know how to argue their points, how to think for themselves and, you know, how to push back because I do feel like it's made them independent thinkers as well, especially in today's world where we see a lack of that so anyway hey it turned into a parenting episode it did 
For more parenting tips, <laughs> go to some other website, not yeah. ours. <laughs> Anyways, hope you guys enjoyed this episode today. Do you have one parting dad joke to redeem yourself from the first one? No. What a fail. That's even I gotta worse. Be, I got to be prepared. You had to Hold open on. with one Wait, talk and a close bit. with one. No, I got, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to my source. Hold on. Go. Talk a little. Okay. I have nothing more to say. <laughs> the no. world is waiting no. to hear this dad joke. No. I wonder how many other people have dad jokes. Every A lot of people have dad jokes. Yeah? Yes. Because dad jokes are a thing. Okay. I just want to know, like, our listeners, who has dad jokes that they're like, yeah, right on, brother. Who talks like that? No one. No, no one. Know. It's me making it up. Okay, last one. Ready? We'll end with this. Hope you guys come back next week and listen to our new episode because we have one every single Tuesday. This is the dad joke? No. I'm I'm, I'm going to end with the dad joke. End it then. We're waiting. I know, but so the that we don't. The whole world is waiting. But I'm knock, saying knock. so that. <laughs> knock, knock. <laughs> Who's there? The KGB. I don't want to open the door. <laughs> The KGB will wait for no one. <laughs> we will ask the questions. We will ask the questions. Okay, ready? Here we go. I lost it. Oh, okay. What do a tick and the Eiffel Tower have in common? Oh, my God. A tick? As in a hound dog. And a tick. A tick on a hound dog. What? <laughs> this is why you don't laugh at the jokes. Just listen. A bloodsucker. Okay. What does a tick and the Eiffel and the Eiffel Tower have in common? They both suck your blood. No, they're both Paris sites. Oh, that's actually not bad. That's actually not bad. Okay, I'll give you that one. This ends this episode. (laughs) Come back next week, where we will talk about (laughs) telekinesis. Telekinesis. Are we going to do that? For oh, real? did I say it wrong again? Okay, never mind. Cut it before we get into this again. <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. Thank Bye. you for joining us. <laughs>